gay. Where I'm the les. And I'm the gay. And today we're talking about... Religion! Religion. Ooh. Ooh. Welcome to the religion episode being recorded on Ash Wednesday. Ooh, holy day! <laughs> um, and this will be a fun discussion because I am not religious... And I'm quite, well... And M where, is... is mark, <laughs> has um, been, currently so, dabbles. Well, let's uh, begin right there. M, tell us about your, what did you call it? My faith, faith journey. journey. <laughs> tell us about That's your faith right. journey. The Christian scholar. Well, I want to start by saying, like... We say religion. We mean Christianity. Oh, uh, right. Because that's the only connection or experience we have with religion. Yeah, I'm not going to... Yeah, though there are other religions that, you know... Obviously. ...condemn homosexuality. Or um, don't. Or don't. <laughs> no, right. We're talking about Christianity because yeah. that's what we both experienced. So, M, your faith journey. Yeah. Well, I've already kind of talked about this, though. But, yeah, like, you know, I was real into the church and like <laughs> well was that great was that like a thing where were your parents religious like no and so <laughs> which is what i find very interesting i know because that's how did the... this happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah well because i i didn't grow up in a super religious house we would go to church like every once in a while were you a priester? Yeah. My family were priesters. And then even towards, then even not even, you know. Like, well, right. Where like, because when I was really little, we would go, I would go to like Sunday school and then we became priesters and then we just kind of stopped going to church. And then when I was in high school, because I had friends who went to church and I was like, that seems cool. <laughs> and so well, then I started going and then got really into it. That's, yeah, that's actually very valid. Sorry, I was just thinking that's actually kind of how I got into it yeah. too. No, but that's funny because I actually, you know, we've talked about it before and we had very different experiences. Mm-hmm. But I stayed in the church because my friends that I had were like, you know, pastor's kids and thought it was really cool. Right. And I was like, oh, this is this cool thing me and my friends are doing. Oh, uh, yeah, because then I got to a point for me where I was definitely just doing it for Jesus. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not doing it for friends. Because then well, I, I mean, I would go to church. I mean, and I guess this progressed because I just started going with friends. And also because I, I wanted to, I, I guess I had a um, want to be religious or to be a part of a church or you know yeah something like that and so my friends were like my into that and then as soon as I got like felt established or comfortable at a church because I would church hop all the time right. oh god I've been to so many churches <laughs> I love church hopping <laughs> um, but then uh once I as soon as I got like established then I mean I would just go by myself that's fascinating yeah well I guess I I didn't go to a lot of church meaning like church services on Sunday or something like that. I did youth group, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which was yeah. like a super cool, was it Sunday nights? It yeah, was I like didn't really a... like youth group. Youth group is sketch though too. No, I it, think exactly. That, right, <laughs> it was um, very much so was. Which, <laughs> we can talk about that. Just the like, <laughs> Logistics yeah. of, of literally a bunch of, imagine high school. A imagine the of, like, politics of high school. Yeah. But and everyone. Use, and then just being told that you're wrong and sinful because you want to have sex and uh, are gay. Well, um, like the people that went to youth group was a crazy gaggle of kids. 
It was nuts. And we were all, like, friends, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, some of my closest friends went to youth group with me. But then also, some of the kids there were just, like, crazy. Like, their parents put them there because they were troubled. Or, like, they were starting to become rebellious because they were the children of overbearing religious parents. And you know what's going to fix that? Religion. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so stupid. Because then... That's just going to make them rebel more. That's literally the worst thing you could do. Oh, my gosh. And I remember... I mean, I remember this when I came out, too, just being like, those kids... I was in youth group with these kids from, like, early middle school, like, fifth grade, all the way through high school. Well, that's a lie. I stopped going about, like, freshman, sophomore year. But, like, well over four or five years, and... I watched them grow, and then I remember half meeting up with them later. Because, again, most of these people I also went to high school with. But especially because the whole gay thing that I was going through was, like, such a big deal. Them and the kids were mean to me after that. But even, like, before and after, I just think about how those kids weren't, you know, the most holy kids. No. No. Yeah. (laughs) Which maybe just comes with being young. I've sort of given my entire history with religion right there, but, like, I started going to that youth group because my parents were priesters, mm-hmm. and, like, my mom, e- even when I started going to this youth group a lot, my mom and stepdad, like, never went to a service unless it was Christmas or unless it was someone passed away and it was, like, a service for them. The only difference is that I feel like they would still bring it up all the time, and, like, my mom still tells me to pray for things, and though I understand that that is a very, like holy and generous remark for religious people. (laughs) I also am just like, okay, (laughs) I appreciate you. (laughs) Not going to fix my problem right now. Um, Right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that pray, pray for people. Yes. Um, you know, but also you could support them in other ways. Well, right. And And it was less like she was saying like, I'm praying for you, which I'm sure she does, but she would tell me to pray. She'd be like, like you when should I was pray sad, about it. I know and you're then not- my mom would just tell me to exercise. <laughs> <laughs> In a very loving way. I don't want my mom to listen to this and to be like, I was trying to. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, it came from, you know, obviously a good place. Well, but, like, that they're, right. Well, yeah, but then, like, I was going to church more than they were. So then I felt dissonance right. that way. We're like, you should pray about it. I was like, you should go to church. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> let's especially... talk about that. Well, because yeah. I think that that's such a thing and that there's such high stakes standards in the sense of like if you are religious or you know when someone is religious then you expect them to be so perfect and not do anything bad or Mm -hmm. quote sinful right and so then I know that like when I was really religious and then I would have these friends who I looked up to who were you know very religious as well and I would look up to them as an example but then it's like if they do anything wrong then it's like a what but you know and then it discredits everything else (laughs) (laughs) which is like such a problem with the church then and then of course you know I'm gay (laughs) just to add it on top of that (laughs) you know and so I think that that was probably a thing that I felt then too this like pressure to be perfect yeah and And then once i you know realized i was gay then i was like well then that's fine that's good but now i must be the perfect gay christian right and i find that interesting that that's the standard that like uh, well uh, yeah all the narratives of like a perfect home also like biblically doesn't make sense oh we could talk about all the like contradictions in the bible (laughs) but how you, you know the millions of stories about like 
they're the perfect family on the surface, but they have problems in their home. Or yeah, like, you know, repressed. everyone's, well, right. Cause everyone's like, no, we keep a clean home. Me and my husband have a loving marriage. My kids are perfect and mm-hmm. whatever. And secretly the son is smoking weed and the <laughs> parents aren't having healthy sex. And like, <laughs> they're getting a divorce. They're getting they're, a yeah, they're they're they're, couples <laughs> counseling. <laughs> but I think it's interesting that for a lot of communities, especially in small town Midwest, the standard is that you have a strong religious presence in your home. And mm-hmm. that, like, I mean, I even think, well, maybe it's just because these suburbs that I grew up in were, like, you know, primarily these white Christian suburbs, <laughs> like, to a T. Yeah, because that felt not only, like, the standard for my sins, but also, like, a standard to the general public. I remember there were kids in high school that didn't even go to my youth group that, like, I would be like, I, I don't really feel very religious at all, which was a long time coming. But then these random kids that didn't even go to my youth group were like, what? Like, I still believe in God, but Jesus. Oh, you know, like, random Yeah, no, it's so schoolers. interesting. I remember being in middle school and, like, saying that I believed in evolution, and then one of my friends was like, what? You don't believe in God? You know? Yeah. yeah it's such a weird thing. Well, and I was like, well, I think you can believe in both. And she was like, no, you can't. And I'm... <laughs> well, stupid. and it felt like, too, like, it only came up, like, oh, my God, kids that I knew were, like... I can't believe people don't believe in evolution. That's ridiculous. Anyway. But even just, like, kids that were, like, popular and, like, partied all the time and, like, broke all these different rules and, like, all these, or sinned in different ways and definitely were having sex before marriage, all this stuff. It felt like religion only came up when I was talking about me being gay, too. Oh. People that oppose me being queer. I mean, it's such a a double standard. Yeah, and I mean, like, it was brought up to people, or it was brought up by people that didn't again, weren't religious, didn't go to church very often, a lot less than I did. Mm -hmm. And it felt too like people sin and it feels more like a challenge that they have fallen susceptible to, but they can overcome. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, I, you know, was drinking, but you know, I'm working to get off of it and God's helping me and all this other stuff or like, Mm -hmm. and God forgive. But then I come out as gay and it feels like I was hit with this sort of brick wall and it was Mm -hmm. more of a like, you're a sinner, you're gay. Yeah. And I think it's because we don't talk about sex, which oh, is like a general thing. Oh my gosh. Well, I also, before yeah. we dive into that, sure, 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 oh sure. my God, I have so many things to say. But um, <laughs> I also think it's because these other types of air quote sins, because mm-hmm. I don't even entirely enjoy that word. Right, 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 right. Talk about it. Um, but they're sins that everybody does. Right. You know? And so then everybody has kind of accepted that, oh, this is a normal thing. Like, sure, it's, quote, bad, but it doesn't matter because we're all doing it. You know, things like having sex before marriage or getting a divorce. That's acceptable. Or or even adultery. I think about how many Mm -hmm. couples in church were like, they're overcoming like this rough patch in their marriage. They felt some temptation, but we're going to use God to make their marriage stronger after he like slept with someone else, you know? Yeah. And so like like there are these things that are like deemed okay because they're quote, normal. Being gay though is not, you know, it's not something that everybody does or everyone struggles with. Yeah. And so then the people who aren't gay are able to look at that and be like, oh, well, I don't do that. You're bad. Oh, yeah. So that's why. Well, because that makes sense, too, because a lot of, like, very heteronormative religious people probably face, like, you know, sexual temptation, divorce, adultery, sex before marriage, drugs, mm-hmm. drug use, drinking, underage, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it feels like those are more, like, Maybe this is what it is. Those feel like they're more like one moment things like, oh, I was drinking and then now I'll stop. Or like mm-hmm. I slept with, 
that woman that wasn't my wife and now I'll stop. Or yeah. like, oh, we are getting a divorce, but then we'll grow from this stronger or something. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like if I come out as gay... It's your identity. It's, it's something like that I still am all the time. Right. right. It's that I'm always gay. And I was going to say, I think it's that most of the time I hear people like repent for their sins or talk about their faith journeys. <laughs> like <laughs> usually like when people get baptized, they talk about these struggles they overcame and all this other stuff. It's usually not necessarily sex related. Or if it is, it's about like having a lot of sex. That was like, right. quote or unquote, having, loose. Like, a- pornography addiction or oh my god a porn addiction oh, i yeah. could go i could jump down uh, that well hole. as long as we're but, talking about sex yeah i think my biggest anger and frustration with the church in general is the fact that there aren't open honest conversations happening about sexuality in general yeah and so and i think that does a disservice to literally everyone <laughs> and is really harmful and purity culture is just terrible yeah i mean but then like i think about you know if we're not having any conversations about sexuality in general like obviously we hate gay people you know, right. because the sexuality can't be ignored. And so then we're just acknowledging that they're sexual beings. We're everybody else. We can just pretend that they're not. Well, especially because when I came out, I hadn't touched a boy yet. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. I know. That's not true for everyone. But, like, I hadn't... I think I had kissed a boy. Maybe not even when I first came out. I don't... No, no, no. I had. But I had only kissed a boy. But just thinking about how, like, kissing is okay before marriage, right? In, right. in most uh I know, because so, some people don't even think that, but that's no, also very that's, extreme. That's extreme, yeah. But thinking about how, like, me being gay is this sinful act that is rooted in sex, in the people I'm having sex with, but I hadn't had sex yet. <laughs> well, actually, I want to talk about that, because for me, personally... Mm-hmm. Being gay never felt like a problem. Like, once I came out, I was like, oh, but that's okay, because being gay obviously isn't a sin, you know, But because, like, lust and, like, premarital sex and, like, all of those things, those are sins. Being gay isn't the sin. So, like, that's how I felt once I realized I was gay. So I was like, oh, me being gay is fine. And then, like, you know, if I marry a woman, that's okay, but then once I became a practicing homosexual and, you know, had a girlfriend, <laughs> then <laughs> I was... Then it, practicing homosexual. Yeah, Sorry, where, I, I, no, yeah. where I... It, it, then it was like, oh, now I'm not just gay in theory. Now I'm, like, actually gay. Well, right. Obviously, that's not how that works. But, but, right, 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 right. You know, and so then I guess that's when I got angry. I don't know. Well, no, that that makes a lot of sense. I think that's when the can... dissonance started. I guess. That's so you when never it, like became a problem. So like you never Airport were told problem. that just like homosexuality in general was a sin, and you were just like, no, really, yeah, fascinating. Well, I mean, obviously, I was getting that message from like dumb people. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> you know, but like the church that I oh, went to, you went to a nice church. I yeah, I went to a good church. There's there's good churches oh, out there. Oh, you know what I love? I want to mention cuz you said this the other day cuz we were talking about Chris Pratt going to a homophobic church. Oh. <laughs> and then you were like but isn't that just like an oxymoron? No, it was like, isn't that isn't just it, redundant? Isn't that just unnecessary? That's like <laughs> And I thought it was so funny cuz I was like, "Oh, you're kind of right that like that most churches are homophobic. homophobic. Well, and so really it <laughs> makes more sense to be to say like, oh, 
it's a it's an accepting church yeah or, I you know like it's, <laughs> like, a, it's a lgbt affirming church <laughs> yeah like when yeah because i heard that and like because again we're re-watching all the marvel movies someone was like you know i don't i can't watch this the same because chris pratt goes to a homophobic church and i was like yeah but i'm sure a lot of <laughs> a lot yeah. of these actors do <laughs> also yeah that's when i brought that up where i was just like but most churches are homophobic i assume that yeah. your church well, is homophobic unless you tell me otherwise is that a lot of churches just don't take a stance yeah it's just because kinda... they know that if they support gay people or queer people that then you know the old people in their congregation will get mad right um, although there's some pretty woke old women going to churches um, I, I agree there's some good churches um but, but uh you know that but that people will get mad and then if they condemn homosexuality then people will get mad and so a lot of churches will just not talk about it Again, the way they don't talk about sex in general. Well, especially because... Because they just avoid things. Well, because, again, objectively, us being gay really doesn't affect their lives. And no, that's like and honestly, proof. it's a fucking privilege. And I think about this all the time, that I think a lot of people who are very religious are also very privileged because they have not had to deal with things. And again, this is like general Blanket not statements. for everyone yeah. but they haven't necessarily had to deal with things that have shaken their faith that much True. you know and so then they have the privilege to not need to have an opinion about being gay because they're not gay or they don't have anyone in their life who is gay or you know maybe they met their soulmate right away and then got married and then you know were happy and so they never had to struggle with you know, until they realize that they married too young and have to get a divorce. And LOL. they're like, oh yeah, my and then God. they do. I'm like, well, that was who, who's <laughs> but fucking then God fault forgives. Was that? God right. forgives. So then it's okay, but if you're gay, you know. Well, right, um, that's the whole life. But it, no, but there's so much privilege in it, and I think that people don't, I don't know, always realize yeah. the privilege that they have in being able to be religious or to be accepted by a church. Yeah. And like. Because I just feel, I felt very tired. Like, yeah. Yeah, like trying to prove to people that I deserved to be in church. No, that <laughs> you makes know, a lot of or sense. like so tired trying to prove to people that God loved me as much as them, <laughs> which is so dumb. Well, and I hate the thing too is that some people will be like, "No, God loves you, so I love you. I just don't love that you're gay." <laughs> yeah, I know, which is That's, also stupid. Well, I don't. It's love so dumb. That, I don't love that you're in a toxic marriage. Yeah, Karen. <laughs> I, mean, I don't love so. that you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, and all this to say too is that I obviously I still have some of those friends that I went to youth group with, those really close ones. I'm going to. Um, my one friend's wedding later yes. this year, who is, you know, a pastor's kid and still one of my best friends. And like, obviously, there are people that have, in my opinion, a very healthy relationship with their religion. I think you have a healthy relationship with your religion, too. I think I do as well now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that doesn't change. That's the faith journey, man. Well, because then I used to be very just jaded and I hated organized religion, which I hate organized right. religion. But I used to just be like, no, Christianity is dumb, blah, and all this other stuff, yeah. which was very blasphemous, obviously. But it was I mean, you're gay. That's blasphemous. But no. it wasn't. Yeah, but I didn't give the grace i didn't give the grace to know that um you know some people really do make religion their own i mean especially mm -hmm. considering that there are so many churches that yeah. essentially are practicing the same religion and all 
ever so slightly different. Yeah. You know? Well, because I think the issue comes when people think that their way is best or that they are correct when I don't think anybody actually knows if they are correct, obviously. Well, right. So, like, you can't pretend that what you're doing is right. I think that it's just our jobs as human beings to find what is best for us and what makes us feel good and is, and you know, and so that, like, perhaps there isn't, like, a right way to worship God. Yeah. That, like, I think, you know, if we are operating in the idea (laughs) that God exists, (laughs) I don't think that they care about how you choose to worship them. Yeah, and if you don't believe in God as myself (laughs) as such i do people are allowed to have different opinions about these things and it's not like i think you're any less of a person i started talking over you because i was like what if i get like struck by lightning because god's (laughs) mad at me for preaching (laughs) false things anyway (laughs) say what you were saying i was saying that um even though like i'm more agnostic and i don't necessarily believe in god specifically my spirituality with just like you know the universe and everything will work itself out and whatever sort of labels i put on that you and i are allowed to believe those two different things yeah and it's if you and i aren't hurting other people and aren't forcing each other to believe the things we believe then i think it's fine that's what I've never understood because we, we've talked about this before, how it's different when it's in your own backyard. Mm-hmm. But I think some people are okay with others being gay. I mean, they may discourage. They're like, oh, I just don't, you know, agree with the lifestyle. But it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Their choices or whatever. But I think sometimes we put, we romanticize this idea of like going to heaven and going to hell. Oh. such a black and white thing. And so oh. when someone in our own backyard comes out, such as your son or your daughter or your person, you know, your child, mm-hmm. you're trying to change them or help them because you love them. I mm-hmm. don't think anyone has malicious intent necessarily. Yeah. I th- Some people do. But I don't. Yeah, I think, I think most that people... there's some church leaders who are just narcissists and terrible people. But that's what we're <laughs> but even just like i I think people genuinely believe they're good people so when religious people are like trying to convert their children (laughs) yeah you pray the gay away they mean well no (laughs) which in their mind they're doing the right thing in their mind they're like i'm saving my child so he she they can go to heaven they wouldn't say they so he (laughs) she can go to (laughs) heaven Yeah, Um, no, and I think that's why it's so tricky because the people who are being discriminatory and hateful, you know, think they're doing it out of love. Well, and especially when they are, like, condemning sinners. I think about, like, protesters at Pride, you know? Oh, my God, I know. The people that are, like, you're all sinners. When we were at Pride and we, like, walked past those people who are like, you're going to hell! And I was like, I'll pray for you. Because it's because yeah, there's some people that full on believe that you know people that are going to hell should you know die so they don't spread their demonized ideas or bring more people down to hell with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I also this is just interesting and I have to share it. This is a genuine thing that some people believe. I'm sure a few people, but how you know how like homosexuality isn't like a word in the Bible. Like oh, in yeah, translations. Yeah, because right? it wasn't written in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And how, you know, some some people have versions of the Bible or translations where it's like a man should not sleep with a man. Like, mm-hmm. man shall not lie with man. Yeah. They, I shit you not, this is, a, I'm sure, a small amount of people. There are people that believe that a man should not lie with a man, but it's okay for women to lie with women. <gasps> Gasp! Which is why it's okay for them to watch lesbian porn. 
But I mean, porn is a sin, though, if they're operating under that idea. No, but that's like also, that was brought about... up. That was brought up where they're like, "What?" But like, you think it's so? You like, you know, you watch lesbian porn, because, I'm sure, oh, and people are like, "Because the Bible doesn't say superior. that." Anyway, but also, man should not sleep with man. It doesn't say anything. And I this think... was like these straight white men being like, "No, that's fine. Man oh, shouldn't God. sleep with man." And it was, you know. Just gross, toxic well, men. It was so, it's also so interesting, interesting to me. I have a lot of thoughts about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> because one, that passage is from Leviticus, which is in the Old Testament, and it is part of the Old Law, mm-hmm. which if you know anything about theology, you know that Jesus in the New Testament was yes. the fulfillment of the law. Right. And therefore, since he fulfilled the law, we, you know, Christians, no longer <laughs> have to follow the laws you know, the right. old law, that now it's, you know, about, like, accepting Jesus as your savior and that, you know, through him you are saved. You mm-hmm. don't have to, like, prove your worthiness to God by following all of these laws in the Old Testament. Right. It's also why so, we can eat bacon, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's why, you know, Christians don't need to be circumcised. Yes. Right. Yeah. And Amer- anyway, I'm not talking about circumcision because I have so many opinions. <laughs> We're not even getting on that. Um, <laughs> So I just get really angry when people start quoting Leviticus because I'm like, oh, so you actually just don't understand theology. Yeah. So, like, your argument is invalid, but you want me to listen to you? You know, like, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. And then going off what you were saying, too, like, yeah, the Bible is misinterpreted and uh, not translated correctly all the time. Right. I also think about even, because even in... You know, obviously, like, it was translated into English, but then even in English, there are, like, 50 bajillion different translations of the Bible that you can look at. And I've compared different verses and looked at, like, different translations, and they all feel different. And so it's hard, like, we're not reading the same book in a way. I don't know. No, that's, yeah. Well, and, you know, some people would disagree with that. But also, I mean, I think that the Bible was written by men and, you know, not god himself so well and i also like think, that's right, another thing right and that, i also like, think about like what happened before you know because like historically before christianity existed and then before even organized religion sort of existed and then you know crusades and how religions have, oh yeah how religion has brought problems throughout history and how and, it's like super has been corrupted over time yeah <laughs> um <laughs> has a lot um, of flaws yeah so it's a broken institution yes perhaps, so yeah. you know i you know i'm not personally religious i i like to joke where i'm like you know sometimes i think that i could be a pastor or a politician but then i remember that i don't think i want to devote my life to a broken institution (laughs) (laughs) i love to joke that my uh stepdad used to always throw the bible in my face because one time he physically did yes I know. I know it was terrible. But I think, too, that, I mean, personally, too, as a gay person, I've also sort of realized that religion and spirituality are two separate things as well. Yeah, and that for some people it's the same thing, and for some people it's not, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I feel very spiritual as a person, at least in terms of my understanding of how the universe works, and, like, energies of people, and Mm -hmm. how, you know, we interact, and all this other stuff. But that's different than, you know, a physical being that has like a set of rules and all this other stuff and i mean yes the goal was to like you know i'm sure the goal of most organized religions is to help people live a good honest life but i don't think that's a concrete thing i don't think there's morally yeah i don't think there's like a moral correct yeah and again i think that's 
one of the biggest problems. And then, like, evangelism and well, you know, evangelicals, <laughs> that's a big Well, and then there's, because then everyone... Because then it's all about forcing people to follow their religion because they want to save people and then i don't know it just feels very self-righteous to me yeah and it's also not your job to save other people too no you know it's jesus it's just (laughs) but then it's everyone's you know fighting about who's correct like who is morally correct i even think about i watched this very interesting documentary about the church of uh satanism oh my god oh oh is it um um hail satan yes i love that documentary it's good well and then i just think it's interesting all these, I mean, among so many other religions as well, that everyone just is trying to be a good person and has their own motives. And for some people, it's because, you know, they don't want to go to hell, which I feel like is a very, you know, oh, interesting no, I think that motive if, for not being a bad yeah, person. Yeah, I think that if you're just doing something where your sole motivation is fear, that then, like, maybe you should reevaluate yeah, that. And yeah. maybe you should think about that. <laughs> because perhaps there should be other motives than fear yeah maybe you should be enthusiastic about being a good person and not enthusiastic about not going to hell right right? because then it's also not about you caring about other people it's really just you caring about your yourself right yeah so it comes from a selfish place yeah anyway if you were questioning your religion before this episode i hope you're really questioning it now Um, You know, which is good. I think, you know, for people who are religious, I think that they should question their faith constantly. Yeah. Well, and then I want to ask you this. Why did you decide to stay religious after all your dissonance? Well, here's the thing. Uh, Well, (laughs) again, I want to say that I'm currently in a period of spiritual flex. Cool. Right. Purple word. (laughs) So I'm, you know, still figuring things out and I don't know how much I want to talk about what I specifically believe now because I know that things change and I'm, you know, figuring it out. Uh, However, I will say that I am somebody who is extremely spiritual Mm -hmm. in the sense that feeling connection to other people, but then also being able to feel comfort or faith in things, you know, being able to have a connection to something greater than myself is very important to me. And I also deeply value community. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably like one of my strongest values. And that's why I do theater. Right. Because, you know, it's all just like this big community of artists. Yeah. And, you know, being gay. uh, You know, community. Community. Right? (laughs) Like, I really love community. And so then for me to have a community of spiritual people that I can talk to is also very important and empowering. So I would say that that is why I am religious. Good. Well, that's awesome. I think finding the proper (laughs) community, um, (laughs) you know, that's a journey and, you know, a struggle. Well, I think it was hard to, I mean, again, I left, I left the church and all that stuff and it wasn't until I was, it wasn't even like the pastors themselves because they would, you know, pull me in and though like they still thought I was this sinful person and were trying to change me. It was different than the kids that were there. Mind you, I only went to youth group. The kids were terrible. They literally did not like me at all after that. Like, I was never called some sort of slur, but, like, you know, little daggers were thrown at me. And then especially after this, like, 
I've talked about this um, before on here, this little day camp thing for K through fifth graders that the high schoolers ran over the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, All the high schoolers would sleep at the church. And normally it's like all the girls just sleep upstairs in the big room on the floor, wherever. And then the boys get the basement. And that's like what it is, a a finished basement. It wasn't cruel. But the year after I came out, I was a high school counselor. And my group had three people in it as opposed to the normal two. But I don't think that was anything specifically malicious, though sometimes I thought it was but when we were sleeping in the basement this is the first year they taped out specific squares for us to sleep in and we were all assigned a specific spot to sleep yeah and you were in the corner away from and everyone I, <laughs> no i was in a, i was oh i mean i was between two of my friends that like you know were my friends that they were aware of but i was like assigned a spot and other people like didn't get to sleep next to the people they wanted to mm. sleep next to and all this other stuff and i was like oh weird and i didn't realize it was about me until i walked upstairs and the girls didn't have mm. that uh, limitation also just want to point out statistically definitely you know not all those girls were straight. <laughs> just gonna no. throw that out well, there. Well, they weren't. Now that we're all like four years out of high school, mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. I wasn't even the only gay man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and let alone, well, not only that, there were other queer people that have since come out from mm-hmm. that youth group, but also there were kids that obviously not at that time necessarily but have since like you know done bad things and some committed crimes again how i started going to this youth group with a bunch of kids that whose parents thought they needed saving because they were like rebellious kids you know some of them got in like legal trouble that i won't dive into on here but the point being is that they were all worried about me touching other boys or being you know predatorial even to these other high school boys but then there were other kids that later like actually actually needed help and like well and also for you that's just like planting seeds of shame yeah and all the all the boys knew that it was my fault yeah, so I then it's putting you. That. Yeah, because then it's putting you in this really terrible situation. I also I think about because I was out for the most part <laughs> at church. <laughs> I think I you weren't a practicing lesbian. Um, I would wear pride stuff to church though too. So you know. I yeah, mean, my church would never. We, oh, it I wasn't would even... sit. I sat in the front pew, but also my church was kind of where like my youth pastor was really really great and supportive, right. but then. Again, like the church as a whole didn't really talk about yeah, homosexuality. Sure. That makes right? sense. Right. And so it didn't take a very clear stance. <laughs> which, you know, maybe they should. I don't know. <laughs> or whatever. Right. But I think that because people knew that I was gay though, I think again putting the pressure on myself to be like the best Christian. <laughs> you oh, know? Sure. Or then when I would meet people in like a religious context, I wouldn't tell them I was gay right away. I'd be like you know, showing how faithful I was and how much I loved the church and all of these things. And then I'd be like, oh, also, I'm a lesbian, you know, oh. so then to, to prove first. Yes. So there wasn't the prejudgment. Yeah. And then also, so then they could have the moment of like, but what? But you're, you're what? such a good. You're such a good Christian, Christian. girl. How can you be gay? Yeah. Which also, though, is bad. I no, mean, yeah. like bad in the sense that I put that upon myself. Yeah. Or gave myself that responsibility where I was like, I need to change people's minds. And I need, you know, I think that was really bad for me. Yeah. I you did. Know? Well, and it's fun. I did that in terms of just like straight people's idea of gay people. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily a religious thing. But I do think it's funny that I never had dissonance with the whole gay thing and religion. Like, I, I think after I came out and when things went south i was like okay fuck this right Mm -hmm. but 
it's because I had more dissonance with sex and me being a sexual person mm. first. Oh, and I, once I got through that, because jerking off was like, you know, sinful, and I felt like oh. I had to pray sometimes. Oh, so then do you think just the you being a sexual being, before you even necessarily realized you were gay, that that's what initially pushed you away from religion? Yeah, because I think... So then once you were gay, then you were like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter because I don't feel a connection anyway because yeah. I'm already, quote, sinful. Right, it was like, I dealt with all that when I was like, you know, jerking off and felt bad about it. Right. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, too, I think this is very funny, how you said your church didn't really talk about it. Mm -hmm. I remember this sermon that, mind you, I didn't go to sermons. I didn't go to Sunday church. Mm -hmm. I went to youth group. Right. They had a gay man come in who, (gasps) like, who, like, quote, unquote, lost, you know, lost his religion and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. Um, And I went. And I went to that one before I was gay. Or, excuse me, before I was out. (laughs) No one questioned it, thank God. (laughs) I, like, went. And he was telling about his journey. And I don't totally remember much of it other than how he was like describing the sinful things he did he's like i would have lots of sex and i would go out clubbing every night and he showed a picture of him with like a with like a trigger warning or a church's version of a trigger warning and it was so funny because it definitely was just a picture of him at a club with two other gay people and he was wearing like a leather harness and like like, small underwear and it was that's so funny that they were like look at how terrible this is and then we're like that's our friday night i know and it wasn't even like and it wasn't even like some messy picture of him i think he did bring up that he was like doing drugs which like which then here's the thing with that though then it's like okay perhaps it was you doing drugs that was the problem and not you being gay well and then because i think sometimes that's what happens is people conflate the two where they'll have like an unhealthy lifestyle or be doing bad things because they have like internalized homophobia yeah right and so you know then they're like oh my god being gay is 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 making me this bad person it's the sinful thing i need to stop being gay no you need to stop taking ecstasy from strangers right right maybe we can learn to love ourselves and accept ourselves and work through our internalized homophobia and then like you can live a healthy lifestyle as a gay person i wonder where that man is today because i remember i was gonna say i mean you weren't out but i was gonna say you should have checked your grinder no i don't even think this might have been before grinder was a thing this was a long time ago I don't know when Grinder was invented. I don't either. But <laughs> but we're young people. I I do remember I remember a few things. One, I remember him saying that like it was exactly that. He was like telling me about his telling the church about mm-hmm. his gay lifestyle and the sermon he was giving was it conflated the two. Exactly how you said. Mm-hmm. Clubbing, partying, taking drugs, all this stuff. But the pictures looked like, you know, just like a fun Saturday night, you know. He was right. just like it was just him you know, with his two probably also gay friends, yeah. <laughs> scantily clad, but in a very cute way. Because another thing I remember was him being very attractive. Like, big, muscly chest, like, very attractive gay man. <laughs> Looking back on it, bottom energy. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder where he is today, because I remember watching that and totally questioning my life. Yeah, Because <laughs> you know? well, that's, that's how the whole, like, internalized homophobic thing where I was like, I'm gay, but I'm not that gay. I'm not that uh... kind of gay. I would never go clubbing. I would never dress that <laughs> like that. I would never do drugs, which I still don't do drugs. But like... <laughs> <laughs> the other things then. Yeah. Um, was his stance that... Was he an ex-gay? Or was he 
A gay person who was celibate. Gay person who was celibate. Okay. He no longer acted on his yeah. gay tendencies. Because I wanted to talk about that because, like, you know, within the church and the whole mm-hmm. conversation about homosexuality, there's, like, the side A and the side B. And so <laughs> side A is, like, affirming and, like, totally accepting and, like, gay people can get married and, you know, that's great. They're no different from straight people. The church loves them. Mm-hmm. And then side B is, like... Being gay is okay. It's not a choice. We accept that, but you can't get married and you have to live a well, celibate life. Well, right. Because side B, here's the thing. Side B, I've heard a lot of people be like, no, that's the thing. You know, some people that go to our church have like, you know, urges to sleep with children, but they don't act on it. And I'm ah! like, no, that's a thing. There's many a stories about people that go to Christian, more so catholic uh churches that these people have these like terrible sexual fantasies Mm -hmm. that they like you know repress and don't do because like it's sinful and some that are actually harmful and like that are crimes that are crimes like child molesting or like you know rape fantasies and all this other stuff but they compare it and they're like no it's like a normal because it's again these like i'm gonna say these straight people obviously not every straight person has pedophilic fantasies but just it's these straight people being like oh it's this thing all of us dudes do you know we have these sexual urges like we want to cheat on our wives but we don't because we're good catholic men so you shouldn't sleep with men because you know god doesn't want you to right and so then like it's viewing being gay as sexually perverse and equating it to pedophilia essentially saying that it's like at the same level of like this is a sexual sin this is terrible yeah, or maybe, or maybe you know, you have an urge to sleep with, you know, underage people, and maybe you shouldn't do that because they're not consenting human beings. Yeah, and that that's a terrible crime. And that's crime. a terrible crime, as opposed to, you know, God doesn't being, want you to. You know? Right, as opposed to being gay when you're two consenting, consenting adults. adults. And, you know, right. Yeah. You know, that's why I hate when people, like, compare it to sleeping with animals or something you know oh like, my god like oh what's my god. next we're my gonna just let marriage people was legalized and people yeah. are like what's next you're just gonna marry a horse <laughs> i'm like do you not understand that these are two consenting adults and no. that, like in that case they are an animal and also not consenting i was like so, well, like because... i don't think you understand no but i find that interesting that people do things because religion tells them not to and their like their moral code is whether or not god said it's a sin as opposed to right. whether or not they're harming, they're harming other people someone. and i think that that's a huge problem and again with like sin i think of sin as being things that are inherently harmful right yeah the concept is that things are deemed sins because god doesn't want you to do them because they want to protect you yeah. right um i'm using they I... pronouns for god I'm just <laughs> um, if there is a god they are non-binary <laughs> <laughs> um so then like i think of that i'm like okay sure that makes sense so then i'm like okay if something's not inherently harmful then Mm -hmm. then like why are we saying that it's bad or sinful i just don't like the word sin it feels like i agree because it's thrown around so much and then also like who says that something is a sin or that it's not i don't know it just doesn't feel like our place in the sense of then because then people start condemning other people which also is like not our place which is again condemn other people many contradictions in the christian faith not even just in like biblical texts but also in people's interpretations of it that's what i mean yeah Yeah. that like it feels like a lot of christians are doing things that are actually totally go against what the bible says well because like sin was just this made-up word yeah right and i don't like the word at all because people say all sins are equal but obviously they're not yeah they're 
treated differently. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some people are given grace and forgiveness and other people are condemned and thrown out of the church. And also, all well, sins aren't equal because, you know, lying to someone about something small no, is different if I was than like, killing somebody. Right. right. I was just going to say that. Like, if I said, if you were like, hey, do you like my shirt? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's not going to be the same <laughs> as me, like murdering your whole family well yeah and i mean like if that was true then you would have more to say about you know the court system in america and how everyone is obviously tried and judged and convicted differently on Mm -hmm. like a scale as opposed to you know equally as all sins are equal yeah yeah no i think yeah i think it's a big problem well especially yeah and i agree with what you said too is that everyone has a different idea of what sin is yeah because then i mean the whole argument of I don't even like to think about heaven and hell because like, again, who even knows if that's real? And then also like, I don't understand how people can think that they know whether or not somebody else is going to hell. Yeah, very true. Assuming that it's real. I'm like, how self-righteous do you have to be to be like, I know exactly God's intention and I know that you are going to hell and I'm going to tell you that. You know, like that's gross. Yeah. So I don't even like, I don't know. No, that's a thing. Yeah. I mean, then how do you... Because then I even had to do work. This is, we talked about this briefly. I even had to do work talking about all this and how religion, you know, is the root of a lot of problems and how it hurts a lot of people. I had to do a lot of work then not condemning people that are inherently religious, right? Mm. (laughs) Because I know, well, obviously, I didn't do this to you because I got over it by the time I met you. But just like, (laughs) whenever I thought someone was religious. Yeah, we never really talked about it though either. I feel like. You and I. Yeah, I feel like throughout our. Yeah, it was not really because I would be like, oh, I'm going to go to church or I'd be like, oh, it's Lent. Woo. Well, and I assumed you had a good grasp on it considering you are openly gay and, and then, religious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, because again, <laughs> was, I was like supporting you like woo, in right. that D. Yeah. Well, because then I, I had all this dissonance again with my friends that went to youth group, even like, again, my close friends that weren't hateful to me and all this other stuff. I'm going to a wedding. Right. Mm-hmm. We're still friends. But I had to, like, realize, too, that there are people that practice different religions and they're fine. And, like, once I realized the subjectivity of it all, Mm -hmm. I had to, like, really take each case as it happened. Like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't see someone who is religious and assume that they don't like gay people, right? Because... Right. I had to, I had to drop that. That's the other thing. There's so many assumptions then about religious people. Because I was thinking about this, and I don't know if this is totally going off of what you're saying, mm-hmm. but that I still hold this like standard when I hear somebody's a Christian. Or like we were watching The Bachelor trash show terrible we just wanted to make fun of everyone <laughs> um but <laughs> don't cry that he's going on a date with one of the other 32 women oh my Shut god up. oh my god but then the current bachelor is a christian and then like on the first episode one of the first things he did was like oh could we all pray together and i was like okay sure Sure. And then, you know, he was going on dates with all of these women and just, like, was just making out with all of them right away. Oh, my God, yeah. You know, and so then I felt myself, like, feeling this judgment of, like, oh some christian you are and then i was like oh m but that's the thing isn't it that's the standard you hold for religious people and so that's the standard that you were then holding yourself to which then caused you shame (laughs) (laughs) bad right well because then yeah because some people do believe in god but don't believe in the bible or or like have a belief that the bible was written by people that weren't god yes you know and so like someone 
identifying as Christian or saying that they are religious doesn't inherently mean that they are then homophobic in our case. Well, yeah, because there's all of these connotations that we then associate with Christianity, but then like even Christianity is so broad. I also was going to bring up too, like you said with, you know, there's other religions too, and I was thinking about that and Mm -hmm. it seems like the biggest problem, and specifically in America, where we are, <laughs> um, I realize not all of our listeners are from America. Uh, that's very true, right. Um, we are but in that, like, because we live in a country where Christianity is the dominant religion, mm-hmm. that, you know, most of these problems that we're facing are you know, with Christianity. But then when there's other religions here, it seems to me that people of different faiths tend to be kinder (laughs) and more understanding. And I think it's because perhaps, uh, you know, if you're part of an oppressed group, (laughs) you have more empathy. (laughs) You know, where I think that like a lot of people who are then Christians and are just the majority and again have this level of privilege where they don't need to think about what other people are going through then there's like a lack of empathy there yeah and i mean in talking about just like polarization especially have a lot of christian faith and ideals play a part in our politics and oh! how they're oppressive ah! well right but then obviously, i'm but then, so mad but then when someone disagrees with your political view they disagree with your religion and they become polarized and you know then that's how you get politics saying that people are going to hell and like that's why you know abortion is still on the table and that's oh why God. i gave rights was on the table for so long that's why gay people still still can't donate blood well and then like think of all of the different laws you know people trying to take away trans rights and it's it's honestly just disgusting and it makes me so angry when it's literally a constitutional right to practice your own religion. I know. Which and is literally the reason the we came Amendment, here. The establishment clause of the First Amendment, you know, the says... The beginning. Yeah, of yeah. The like there's, there's You this, don't even have to read that part. There's a separation of church and state, so I don't understand why these people who are part of like the religious right, you know, think that their religion is better than everyone yeah. else's and that they can dictate everybody else's lives. Well, cuz again in their idea, I mean, who was who saying this, that, like, someone was arguing that, like, when you swear in as the president, you have to pray on the Bible. But in reality, you can pray on whatever holy book or whatever, mm-hmm. b- what you can swear in on whatever you want. <laughs> right. And that's, like, I mean, not the standard. Swearing in on fun home. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, because, you know, at the time that America was founded, I don't think atheism was a thing. Yeah. Everyone it, believed in something. Well, And, and it, that everyone believed in a god. Yeah, and it some... was just it was just an assumption that everyone believed in God. Well, right, and that's why I and yeah, you know how the Constitution was made to change. That's why amendments exist. And it's just like when people say that there's a separation of church and state, that's assuming that people go to church, right? But then people, you know, yeah, can't grasp their heads a around. Whole other thing too that you know we talk about like freedom of religion, but also like freedom of lack of religion is a thing too. You know, and then the same with gay marriage when that whole debate was happening and people were concerned about like, well then, you know, but churches and what are they going to do, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, marriage is a, sure, for some people is a religious institution. For other people, it's just like a a government thing like you're just oh. getting benefits from the government well, because, yeah. you know they don't believe in god so you saying that like gay people shouldn't get married because it's against the bible that's not even an argument no because, because uh, most of the gay people getting married are probably atheists and don't even believe in your bible and, and so then you are 
you are going against their freedom of religion. Yeah. By, you know, by saying you can't do this. Well, and even just the fact that... Because it's against my religion. Well, other people get married in other religions and no one bats an eye. Yeah. You know, like, you know, all these other religions that obviously go against Christianity to an extent. Oh, and I was going to say, too, that I don't think gay people would get married at a church that didn't accept them. Well, that's the <laughs> You know, thing. like the church they're getting married because... at probably doesn't care. No. That's why they're, you know, at that church. <laughs> well, exactly, because that's the other thing. It's not like just because there's gay marriage, we're then forcing churches to perform gay marriage. Most churches don't. And I don't think gay people would go to no. <laughs> those churches. No, should you. No, should you. Right. Take it from me. Uh, don't go to a church that thinks that you are less of a person. Yeah, and so that's like a whole can of worms we can talk about is how church and state is its own silly, silly thing. But religion in general, in terms of a gay person and shame and all that stuff, I think we've had a great conversation about today. M, what is your gay recommendation this week? My gay recommendation is Queer Theology, which is Ooh. like a organization, question mark? Um, <laughs> That it's it's Christian and they have a podcast and a website and you know you can follow them on Instagram. But it's these two pastors. One is gay, one is trans, and they're all about like queering theology and you know affirming LGBT people in the church. And so if you are interested in being religious, or like if you are religious and want like queer resources that support you i would say check them out they have a lot of wonderful resources and have been helpful for me <laughs> throughout my faith journey <laughs> um, faith journey <laughs> yes uh nate what is your recommendation my gay recommendation is Chaz Cardigan, specifically his latest album, Hologramma. He's coming out with a lot of new singles lately as well, including his most recent haircut, which is also very, very good. Um, but for the sake of specificity, I'm going to recommend his album, Hologramma, because it's got a song on it called Jesus Christ, I'm Lonely, which M showed to me, but yes. I... I which M was shown to me by a different friend. I know, we were like, okay, so good. something that relates to religion. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do really uh, enjoy Chaz Cardigan's music. I found him on TikTok initially, <laughs> and then just kind of followed him and found all of the music that he releases. Please check it out. He's great, he's funny, and his music is very good, very alt, very fun. Nate, where can people find us? People can find us on Instagram, at Podcast. There you can see all of our recommendations and you can dm us with ideas for topics you'd like us to talk about on the show you can also follow my personal instagram at nate jig n-a-t-e-j-i-g you can't follow m because her instagram is private correct be sure to follow our podcast so you're always there for new episodes and give us a five-star review and until next time let's be religious let's not be religious and as always <laughs> let's be gay, gay. Woo! Woo! thank you guys so much Woo!